I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, part of the 90 Min Football Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on this edition, we're going to be discussing the news that Arsenal are in for a player that seemed to slip beneath the radar. It's uh, Lissandro Martinez of Ajax. He is said to be Arsenal's primary defensive target this summer. We'll go into that report, we'll discuss it, we'll talk all about it. During this edition of the show, we'll also bring you updates on Gabriel Jesus, on Yuri Tielemans, on Rafinha and our imminent signing, of course, uh, Fabio Vieira. We'll also talk a little bit about Eddie and Ketia too. So lots and lots to get into on this edition of the show. A uh, big thank you to everybody who's with us live at the moment. Apologies for my uh, poor punctuality once again. I promise this time uh, there was some sort of um, some sort of issue some sort of issue uh, with the software that I used to stream with. I don't know what was happening. Everything was lagging. It was taking its time. And then I thought, I don't want to start the stream with this lag. So I'm going to restart everything. And it just took a little bit longer than usual. I know I'm, I'm making excuses, but you know what? Who cares? My channel, my timings, I can do whatever I like. Anyway, big cheers uh, to all of you once again. Hope you're enjoying uh, this this Friday evening, the weather here in London is scorching. It is beautiful. Uh, what a wonderful day it's been. I've been sitting in the sunshine, catching some rays, as you can probably tell. Uh, it's been brilliant. Um, and I've had a bit of a relaxing day as well. Well, I tried to have a relaxing day. I tried actually to have a day off. And I got kind of up to the afternoon and it was fairly quiet. And I did a couple of reactionary bits for the Fabio Vieira uh, deal that is, of course, imminent. Um, wrote a piece for 90 Min on that. And if you are interested in my thoughts on where Fabio Vieira fits into the Arsenal side. You can check out an article uh, that I had published on 19min.com earlier today. Now, I did kind of briefly chat about it on the show that we did yesterday, but obviously I had some time to process it, thought a little bit more about it. And um, and yeah, I, I put my thoughts down in a written piece. So if you want to check that out, feel free to do so. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, you can... Um, you can find the link there. Actually, it's in the community tab as well on um, on the YouTube channel. So if you want to get it that way, you can. Uh, let's uh, let's just clear up a few things. Um, Kevin says, Evening, Harry. Love your show. Long-time listener. How can you wear that beard in this weather? I badly need a haircut. I was supposed to go and get one today. I had an appointment booked and everything. And I had to cancel it um, because I... I, as I say, my day was supposed to be cool and chilled and relaxing. And then all this news uh, started popping up, um, which is good, obviously. But it means it, the haircut will have to wait until the next opportunity uh, that I get. There is uh, one comment I really wanted to highlight. This one from Benjamin Noakes. Um, he says, so glad to catch you live for once. 4.15 a.m. here in Adelaide, Australia. I normally listen via the podcast. I've been a member for a long time. You're my favourite Arsenal YouTuber. Love your work, Harry. Named my son after you. Well, you know what, mate? Cheers to your son. And um, thank you so, so much for all your support, for watching the show, for listening to the show, for being a member, because uh, that really, really does help. And um, wow. I mean, if you did name your son after me, that's that's amazing. Um, pretty cool name, to be fair. Um, so I get it. But yeah, no, honestly, uh, thank you so much for your support, mate. And uh, best wishes to you and your family, as well as everybody else 
in the live chat box as well. Uh, somebody said that I've been drinking, that you can tell I've been drinking. Literally, this is the first drink I'm having. I've literally just poured it and I have taken maybe half a sip so far. So I haven't been drinking. Probably a little bit um, sun blemished, if you want to call it that, uh, from uh, sitting outside all day today. Uh, a big uh, thank you to uh, Eric Estrada who says, how likely do you think it is that we'll land all our targets? And he's also made a very, very kind Super Chat donation. Eric, uh, thank you so, so much, mate. Uh, really, really appreciate it. How likely do I think it is that we'll land all of our targets? It's really, really difficult to say. Um, you know, I don't think we're going to end up with every player that we've been linked with this summer. I don't think that we're going to move fully, as in really go all in on every single one of the players that we're hearing about. Because I think that for me, a lot of them are contingent on other things. And we'll go into that in a little bit, because the reason I wanted to do the stream tonight is obviously we've heard the news about uh, Lissandro Martinez, which I want to get into. But on top of that, the, the piece that was actually put out by The Athletic around this story had a lot of updates on a lot of different players and on a lot of different subjects. And I thought it was well worth a discussion and well worth uh, doing a show. So let's get into it. Look, let's start with the Lissandro Martinez stuff, because this one, again, has come completely out of the blue. Another player that seemingly slipped through the net of the Arsenal ITKs. Um, he's a left centre-back uh, who plays currently at Ajax, uh, Argentinian international. Uh, let me just bring up a, a few more details on him while I'm kind of giving you uh, the download, I can reel off a few stats as well to kind of back up uh, what it is uh, that I'm saying. But as I say, Argentine uh, defender, international defender, he's got seven caps for the national team so far, just 24 years old, played 24 times in the Dutch Eredivisie uh, for Ajax last season, uh, can play at left centre-back, right centre-back, can play left-back too, can play in defensive midfield as well. And it very much feels like versatility is right at the top of the agenda this summer. We talked about Fabio Vieira and the number of positions that he can play in. Um, you know, the, the fact that he can play anywhere across that kind of attacking midfield area. He can play centrally, he can play right, he can play left. And I think versatility is something that Mikel Arteta is really, really keen on. Um, I think he's he's maybe come to the, the conclusion that there are certain players that he can't rely on. And I think he wants to have that fluidity and flexibility in the way he puts out his team. So I think that's a really, really important factor for the manager. And obviously, Lissandro Martinez ticks a lot of those boxes. He'd add that strength in depth at left centre-back, because when you think about the options that we have currently, Gabriel, Ben White, with a starting two last season with Rob Holding coming in and out, but there wasn't another left-footed centre-back available. William Saliba is obviously going to return to the club, but he is a right-footed centre-back who prefers to play on that right-hand side, from what I'm told. So, to me, that means that if there's one area in across that back line where we need a bit of backup, um, if there's two areas where we need a bit of backup, one is left-back because of the frequency with which Kieran Tierney gets injured. I've talked about the right-back situation quite recently, and I do think that, of course, with Saliba coming back and obviously Cedric staying at the club, we still have backup in that position, but we could also move Ben White out there if we really, really needed to. So I think right-back is not totally covered, but more covered than left-back, where it's become apparent, hasn't it, that Nuno Tavares is just not really at that level at this stage in his career anyway. So Lissandro Martinez and his versatility 
means he's almost the Takahiro Tomiyasu, but on the left instead of the right. And what I mean by that is he's somebody that can play as a fullback, but can quite easily tuck inside as well. The fact that he can step into midfield and offer a bit of a defensive anchor if we need that as well, but is very technically gifted and he's very comfortable on the ball is really, really important. I think all of these things make this a signing that you can understand um, the appeal of as far as Mikel Arteta's concerned. Now, um, as I say, adds a bit of depth. And, and from what we're told, Arsenal have already had a 30 million euro bid rejected for Lissandro Martinez. But according to the report, they're expected to go back in with another offer and try and make this happen. Arsenal have identified him, according to David Ornstein of The Athletic, as the priority in the defence. So it looks as though Arsenal are going all in on this one. And as I say, it's another name that really has come out of nowhere. You know, we we talked about it yesterday. We talked about the fact that people were clamouring over certain names. People were talking about certain players and certain stars. And we've almost kind of become obsessed with this group of five or six names, almost to the point where we kind of completely shut off to the possibility of Arsenal going out and bringing in somebody else. And this is somebody else. This is somebody who has a, a really good reputation in the Netherlands, uh, who has a growing reputation, who's been compared to Javier Mascherano. And we talked a little bit yesterday about the comparisons between Fabio Vieira and, of course, uh, Bernardo Silva. Um, you know, comparisons I'm always wary of, but it does give you some sort of idea as to what kind of profile, at the very least, a player fits. And I think with with uh, Martinez, you've got someone who has that ability, as I say, to play in a number of positions and bring you that solidity whilst bringing you some technical stability as well. Um, you know, when he plays at left back, I'd imagine he'd be a bit of an inverted left back because of the fact that he is quite comfortable in the central areas as well. So I think he adds quite a bit if we can get this deal done. But it's really, really interesting because there's a lot of positions that we didn't necessarily think were like number one targets, like right up there on the priority list. But also, it's always interesting to see how the club see it and how the club view it. And clearly, um, you know, it looks to me uh, like, you know, clearly it looks to me like Arsenal have, have identified a number of targets and they want to go in for all of them. Now, what was really, really interesting um, in this athletic update, and apologies for the sniffling again, I, I have to apologise for it. It does really irritate me that it comes through on the recording. You might even be able to hear my fan as well, but it is bloody baking and the hay fever is still getting to me. So apologies for the, the lack of professionalism in that sense. But going back to what I was saying, in that report from the athletic in which they uh, reported the interest in Lisandro Martinez and what the situation is with there, there was a couple of really, really interesting lines. And there were a lot of questions yesterday after the Fabio Vieira stuff um, started um, started doing the rounds, as to what that means for some of the players that we've targeted. What does that mean for some of the players that are also thought to be on Arsenal's radar this summer? Well, they, they say that signing him, signing Vieira, that is, doesn't necessarily mean Arsenal will stop chasing other targets. Vieira's arrival doesn't replace others in their sights, such as, and they go on to mention, Rafinha, Gabriel Jesus, or Lissandro Martinez. So it's clear that the Athletic believe that Arsenal are planning on having a pretty damn big summer. And that was something that was being questioned um, just recently. You know, people were talking about this. Could Arsenal 
afford to go out and do all the deals that they want to do? Can Arsenal afford to go out and do all of the business that they want to do in this window? Or will they be left short again? And will the fans rue those mistakes come, you know, a certain point in the season? So this gives me huge encouragement, actually, that Arsenal are, are moving. That Arsenal understand, recognise and get what a big damn summer this could be. And so are going all in. Um what the Lissandro Martinez deal, if indeed we do get to a point where we can uh, say that that is fully agreed and completed, etc., etc., what it could mean is that Nuno Tavares's exit on loan uh, would be a much greater possibility. Now, I've talked about it before. Nuno Tavares, you know, I'm not totally convinced, um, you know, by him at the moment. I, I still think that there is a lot of raw talent there, and I still think. As a consequence of that, there is very much a player um, to be uncovered sort of later on down the line. But I do think he needs to play regular football. And I do feel like, despite coming across as super, super confident, that he probably needs um, to kind of go back to basics. That he probably just needs to kind of reset a little bit and, and sort of rediscover his form, start doing the basics right again, and then work his way back into a place that we all know he's capable of reaching. Because I think, um, you know, I, I really do think that we've seen signs. We've seen enough signs from Nuno Tavares that there is something there, particularly physically, but he just needs refining. He's almost like a diamond in the rough. He just needs polishing a little bit uh, so that we can get the maximum out of him. And I actually think that a move to Italy, as I've previously discussed, would do him the world of good. And now we know that Atalanta are interested uh, in the player. We know that Atalanta would be happy to take him on loan. There were some murmurings in some reports yesterday that actually Atalanta want to sign him on a permanent basis. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Nuno Tavares, from what we've read in The Athletic, is very, very keen himself to make his mark at Arsenal. Um, he wants to stay. He wants to to, you know, to develop, he wants to push on and he wants to establish himself as a regular. So I think that alone is probably the most likely outcome here. If indeed, as I say, Arsenal can get Lissandro Martinez in the door. Um, okay. So that's the latest on the Argentine. Uh, let's just bring up a few more stats and facts on the player to give you a little bit more of an idea as to what he brings uh, to the table. Uh, just to understand his current contract, um, is uh, is expiring in June 2025. Uh, he last extended his Ajax contract in October 2021. So that puts Ajax in a really strong position to negotiate from. And according to Transfermarkt, his value is around about £28 million, which is roughly what Arsenal have offered from what we're being told. Now, it seems that Arsenal have gone in with an opening bid. That bid has been rebuffed. But Arsenal are keen to get this deal done and they will be back Um you know, they will be back with another offer. And it's understood that the player is keen on the move as well. You know, it's funny because I know that people like Lissandro Martinez and Fabio Vieira are not right at the top of people's lists. And, and, and largely that's due to a lack of familiarity. You know, that's due to Arsenal fans and football fans in general based in this country, myself included, who just don't really know an awful lot about them. And when you don't know an awful lot about someone, it's very difficult for you to recommend them or advocate for them because you your knowledge is limited. But when you look at the amounts of money that Arsenal are seemingly going out to spend on these players, then you have to believe that they really do think that they are the way forward. You know, they, they're not cutting corners financially here. You know, we're talking about in excess of 30 million euros for a defender. We're talking about um, almost, you know, 
35 million pounds for Fabio Vieira. So yeah, they might not be household names to us, but they're players with big reputations on the continent. And it's easy to forget sometimes that football is much bigger than just the Premier League. You know, two players that have been at big clubs, you know, and, and that carries some weight. I know that the level is not the same, for example, in Portugal or, for example, in the Netherlands. But playing for a big club is something that you have to become accustomed to. It's something that you have to sort of develop into. And, and what I mean by that is you have to learn to, to take the pressure. You have to understand that every time you go out on the pitch, you're expected to win. And although it's not the same environment, it's not the same league and it's not the same competition, a lot of the pressures and a lot of the issues that you will come across as a young footballer making your way at one of these clubs are similar because of the status of the football clubs. You know, FC Porto, one of the two, probably three biggest clubs in Portugal. And then, of course, Ajax, the standout club in the Netherlands as well. So, you know, these guys are not quite at their peaks and that's why they're affordable to Arsenal and that's why they're attainable targets. But they are players that understand what it means and what it takes and what it entails to play at a big club where there is a lot of pressure to deliver week in, week out. So, yeah. Um, I'm pleased about this. You know, again, we'll we'll do some further breakdowns on the player as this deal sort of progresses. Um, we'll try and get some expertise on him as well. Um, I did have someone booked for Fabio Vieira today, but he had to pull out, unfortunately, uh, due to some other work commitments. So uh, we will get that rescheduled as soon as possible. But I would recommend, if you haven't seen it already, head over to the Latte Firm. Uh, and catch uh, FK's uh, brilliant, brilliant breakdown there. That was fantastic. And Tom Canton has done a really, really good one over on the Guna Talk TV as well. We're a little bit slow to the party in that, but uh, please do go over and check those out. I'm sure you will thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy them. Um, look, we've got a few new members just signed up. So I want to say a few thank yous before I continue through the show. Uh, Jay Krienke, thank you so much. Uh, for signing up, mate. Very, very much appreciate it. Be sure uh, to go over to the community tab and access the Discord server if you're signing up as members. It's a great community. I'd love you guys to be a part of it. Big thank you to the Mr. Arsenal podcast as well, who's just signed up. Hope you're well, mate. Hope you're doing good. Um, don't forget as well to join us in the Discord server and to Asson as well. Thank you all so, so much. Okay, right. Let's continue through uh, the rest of the updates. Let's continue through the rest of the athletics report because there's lots of interesting stuff here. Going back and taking it back to Fabio Vieira uh, for a minute. Now, I talked a lot about the fact that I think he provides backup to Martin Odegaard, but I wouldn't be surprised if he plays from the right, from the left, uh, in order to back up some of the options that we have there at present. And I wondered if that would mean that we would no longer pursue Rafinha, who I'm a little bit worried about, I have to say, because of that, you know, because of that that want in him, you know, to go to Barcelona. It's, I described it yesterday as a bit like the Dusan Vlavic situation, a player that maybe we want, but isn't 100% sold on us. And I don't want to spend in excess of 60 odd million pounds when we're settling, you know, that that's not, that's not what I want. Um, well, sorry, not when we're settling, when the player's settling um, on a club that maybe isn't at the top of his priority list. So, yeah, I'm a little bit wary about that one. But according to this report, it doesn't mean the fact that we've signed Fabio Vieira, that we're no longer interested in Rafinha, which I think is really, really interesting. OK, um, so, yeah. Let's move on through uh, the report. So they talk about him playing primarily as a number eight or a number 10 
Um, I don't think that is necessarily going to be the case. I'd imagine uh, it's going to be more like what I said. If I didn't think it, I wouldn't have said it. Um, that's my opinion. I might not be right. And I'm not suggesting that they don't have better contacts or better inroads uh, than me. But, um, you know, I, I think he'll be rotated. I think he'll play in a number of positions for Arsenal. The number 10 bit, I'm not surprised to hear, but the number eight bit, you know, I, I don't know that I would trust uh, Fabio Vieira particularly at the beginning, to drop into that midfield and play in that deeper position. I think we need a bit more steel there. And whilst they bring us lots of ball control, um, lots of technical ability and lots of brilliance, I'm sure I'd be a little bit worried about that at this stage. Um, so, yeah, let, let's see, you know, how that pans out. Um, the other bits of, of news that I wanted to bring you, and I haven't got an awful lot of time tonight, so I just want to bring you a few quick updates and we'll move to do uh, questions and answers tomorrow. We'll do a, a lengthy show um, where we'll spend the vast majority of the time actually taking your questions and answers. But I wanted to touch on the Yuri Tielemann stuff because I think this is really, really interesting. In this report from The Athletic, they say that a £25 million fee is needed to do a deal with Leicester City. Now, I would do that straight away. I wouldn't even think twice about it. I'd be there. If that's what it takes, here you go. Here's 25 million. You know what? Here's 26 million for good measure. Let's get this deal done and over the line. But according to The Athletic, this move is likely to depend on other movement in Arsenal's midfield. And they they mentioned, they name drop Granit Xhaka there, who obviously was heavily linked with a move away from Arsenal last summer, but that never materialised. Um, it also goes on to say that Yuri Tielemans nearly joined Arsenal or nearly agreed to join Arsenal at the back end of last season when Arsenal were headed for the Champions League. And it kind of suggests this report that the fact that Arsenal didn't make the Champions League is making Yuri Tielemans think twice about it or at least making him less keen. Um, he's got one year remaining on his Leicester City contract. And it's ac according to The Athletic, it's understood that he'd actually not be against the idea of staying at Leicester for one more season, running down his contract and assessing his options again after the World Cup. Now, this is in complete contradiction of all the other reports that we've heard, read, seen with regards to Yuri Tielemann. So I'm a little bit on the fence as to how to be feeling about this. You know, is it... Is it true that Yuri Tielemans is in two minds? I mean, if it is that straightforward, right? If it is a twenty-five million pound fee that they're after, if personal terms are not a problem, and if Yuri Tielemans is indeed keen on joining Arsenal, like we've heard prior, then why isn't it moving? You know, maybe it's still moving. Maybe we just don't know about it yet. I think one thing we can take away from this window so far is that we don't always know what's going on, and we need to be patient. But I don't want to lose Granit Xhaka to bring in Yuri Tielemans. I want both. That's, you know, and that's not because I think Jack is a much better player than Tielemans or vice versa. It's because I want us to add strength and depth. I want us to add quality to the ranks and I want us to add different options to that midfield, different skill sets. And I think that you need both of them. If you want to take this team to the next level, you don't lose one to bring in the other. So I want to see Arsenal try and make this deal happen. Now you've got to convince Tielemans of the project. If indeed this is true, that he's had Second thoughts based on the fact that Arsenal missed out on the Champions League. Well, I'll tell you what, it doesn't look like an awful lot of clubs are knocking on Yuri T on Leicester City's door at the moment for Yuri Tielemans. And at £25 million, you have to say that is a good deal. So it's surprising that we're not hearing of many other clubs being interested in this. Now, you know, Tielemans can, can bide his time, he can hold off, but will he end up at a bigger club than Arsenal? I mean, he could quite easily have another under-par season. Um, 
not just individually, but as a collective at Leicester City. And he could quite easily go to the World Cup and not be as brilliant as maybe he backs himself to be, in which case that could potentially uh, scupper the move that he wants. That could potentially limit his options. I think this would be a great move for Yuri Tielemans. I really, really do. I think he'd be such a good fit to the way we play. I think he's got so much to offer. And I'll be disappointed if we don't get this deal over the line. But as I've said with many others before, if they don't want to come, then walk away from it. You know, sometimes there will be players out there that are so elite, that are so bloody good, that you have to bend over backwards to make them want to come, that you have to be pressuring them, hassling them, doing your utmost to convince them. Sometimes you need to do that. That's how the elite clubs operate. You need to make yourself stand out as an option above everybody else. But in Yuri Tielemans' case, I think he'd be a good addition. But I'm not like, come on, come on, come on. If we don't do this, we're doomed. Like, And, and that's genuinely how I feel about it. And when I think about what I've read with regards to the idea of Fabio Vieira playing in a slightly deeper role... That makes me think that maybe Arsenal aren't as keen and as desperate for Yuri Tielemans, if that's what they have in mind for the new boy. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's so much to try and decipher and there's so much to try and unpack sort of day by day right now. We're kind of just speculating, but it's always good uh, to get those thoughts out in the open and share them, of course, uh, with you guys. But just to, to summarise on that little section, uh, according to The Athletic, um, the signing of Yuri Tielemans, which has been reported by some as a done deal, is or could be or is likely to be contingent on other moves in the Arsenal midfield. Interesting. I mentioned uh, Rafinha earlier on as well, because, of course, uh, Rafinha is another player that Arsenal have been linked with. And for me, when the Fabio Vieira news uh, came to the surface, it kind of indicated to me that there was no chance that Arsenal would then go after Rafinha as well, because of what I have in mind for Fabio Vieira coming in. However, Again, going back to this athletic report, because this is really the epicentre of all the Arsenal news today. Um, they say uh, that a move for Rafinha is still a possibility, but it is contingent on Nicolas Pepe moving on. Now, it's understood that both the club and Nicolas Pepe himself are keen on making that happen, but it's show me the money time. Somebody needs to come in. Somebody needs to make an offer. Somebody needs to, to put a deal on the table that appeals to both Nicolas Pepe and to Arsenal Football Club in order for us to kind of move on from this relationship that just sadly hasn't worked. And, and I've said it time and time again, I rate Nicolas Pepe. I think there's something in there. I think that he will go somewhere else if it's the right move and be really, really effective. I think he's a great finisher. I think he's really unpredictable. I think he causes havoc in and around the penalty area when he's in full flow. Um, but I just don't think he's he's been given the opportunities at Arsenal. I don't think he's um, got the confidence as well uh, as a as a result of sort of the limited chances. I think there's a number of issues that have held him back. And I think the weight of that price tag has certainly uh, been a burden on his shoulders. So I think he probably will move on. But it's interesting to see that Arsenal, are, despite going out and making some bids and, and look, people say that, you know, we can't do any more deals until we sell now. But We've just lodged a bid for the Ajax player, Lisandro Martinez, of €30 million. Euros. We're seemingly edging closer towards agreeing a fee with Manchester City for Gabriel Jesus. Some people are saying that's a done deal. Sky Sports reported earlier on Friday that Arsenal, and I quote, uh, were cautiously optimistic. That sounds like a Darmish line or a Carve line uh, to me. But anyway, um, 
They say that Arsenal are cautiously optimistic that a deal can get done. And if we take it on to Gabriel Jesus, uh, the Athletics say that Arsenal are looking to close this deal as swiftly as possible. They say that personal terms are not thought to be an issue. So it's just a case of Arsenal and Manchester City reaching an agreement with regards to the players' uh, transfer fee. OK, one more little subject that we're going to talk about. We're going to touch on Eddie Enketia because we believe an announcement over his new contract is imminent. But we're going to take a short pause. And when we come back, I'll take you through that and I'll pick up three or four of your questions as quickly as I possibly can uh, in the uh, limited time available to me. Be back in a sec. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, part of the 90 Min Football Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeu, and we are live talking transfers. We're talking Arsenal's uh, bid for Lissandro Martinez and the emergence of the news that he is Arsenal's priority defensive target. We've also touched on the latest concerning uh, Fabio Vieira, who we believe has or is uh, undergoing a medical as we speak. Yuri Tielemans' deal is uh, something that could be dependent on moves in the Arsenal midfield, is what the Athletic are telling us. And we've also discussed the fact that Rafinha is still an option, despite the imminent signing of Fabio Vieira from Porto. Look, there's over 900 of you with me right now across the multiple platforms, but but we've only got 161 likes on the board. Let's get that up to 300. Come on, there's no reason why uh, we can't get that up to 300 as soon as possible. It really helps the videos. It really helps the channel. So please uh, do me a favor. Please do help me out. Um, get involved. Hit the like button and subscribe to the Chronicles of Aguna YouTube channel for daily Arsenal content if you're new. If you'd like to go one further and become a member, support the channel, support me to bring you daily Arsenal-related content, then please do click on the description below and consider it. OK, let's move on to our final topic, and that is uh, Eddie Enketia. He is uh, supposedly um, about to uh, sign on the dotted line for a deal worth 100k a week, a five year deal. Um, that is uh, is going to see him stay at the club. And it's also rumoured that he is going to wear the number 14 shirt, a shirt worn previously by Thierry Henry as well. And at that point, it was, you know, right up here. Johan Cruyff's number, I believe, at one stage as well. But let's be honest, um, it was worn by Theo Walcott in between. So it might not be as prestigious as it once was. But there you go. Um, so that's the latest on Eddie Nketiah. And we're told that that announcement from the club with regards to him signing on the dotted line and staying on is, of course, um, uh, expected in the not too distant future. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got that over the weekend, perhaps. I'd love a double announcement with Gabriel Jesus, the, the, the phone call stuff. That'd be brilliant, uh, wouldn't it? Um, who is it? Someone said, uh, blow your nose. Mate, even if I blow my nose a hundred times, it doesn't stop my, you know, when I talk, my nose running because the hay fever is getting to me. It's much better than being blocked up, though, i got to say, because it's not such a strain chatting. And when you're doing a solo podcast, believe me, it ain't easy. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's say a big uh, shout out to Esson. He says, not a question, but give a shout out to a random Romanian watching you from England for a few years now. Keep it up. Thank you uh, so, so much, mate. Hope you're well. OK, let's take a couple of those questions um, before uh, I let you guys go. Hit the like button while I'm addressing them, if you could. Uh, Mohamed Zubair says, would you take Gnabry for 50 million? Well, if that's what it's going to cost to get Rafinha, then I probably would. 
Um, I'd consider that. I really, really would. I think 50 million, given the fact that he doesn't want to sign uh, a new contract and all of that is um, is a little bit excessive. But I just think that the way the market is today, you're going to have to pay excessive amounts of money sometimes to get the players that you want. And if you don't want to be settling for second choice and third choice, then that's what you have to do. Uh, Lynn Simpson says that Eddie has taken the club for a ride and he's not worth £100,000 a week. Look, I don't think he's worth £100,000 a week either. Um, I don't. But what you have to think about here is the, the total cost of this, right? So had Arsenal decided this summer that they were going to go out and bring in two strikers. Now, there are a lot of people out there that think that that is a possibility. I personally don't. I don't think that is at all a possibility. I think that Arsenal will bring in one striker and Eddie Nketiah will sign his contract and be the backup to that main man, who I hope and I believe will probably end up being Gabriel Jesus. So if you think about that £100,000 a week, when you think about what you would have had to spend to go and bring in a backup striker for maybe, what, 20 £25 million, pounds, plus the wages you'd be giving them, actually, is a much more cost-effective way of filling that position if you think, and clearly Mikel Arteta does, that Eddie Nketiah is capable of fulfilling that role moving forward. The other thing you've got to think about is that by getting Eddie Nketiah to sign a contract extension, albeit on a rather big wage, is that we now are in a position where if 12 months down the line, he's not happy, we're not happy, we can sell him and we can get a fee. Now, I guarantee you that that fee will probably be bigger uh, than what we're paying him over the course of that year because Eddie Nketiah is a young, homegrown English forward who's shown he can score goals in the cup competitions at the very least and shown himself in a really, really good light towards the back end of the Premier League season uh, just gone. So, I think that financially, it sounds crazy when you look at that £100,000 a week figure, but I actually think it's not as bad as, um, uh, you know, as it seems on the surface when you take into consideration all of those other factors. Jay Sayers says, do you still think we're, we're going to sign only three or four players? Seems more like we're going to get five or six, but players who cover multiple positions. I must admit, mate, I didn't think that Arsenal were going to go and spend in excess of €30 million Euros for a backup fullback, uh, a backup left centre-back. But it looks as though they're going to do that. And and the Fabio Vieira signing, again, I talked about it yesterday, is a signing that, for me, wasn't necessarily at the top of the priority list, which suggests that maybe you're right. Arsenal are, are looking to go bigger than I predicted. And I can only be happy about that, right? I'm not going to complain about it. Not for a second. OK, look, guys, I'm going to leave it there. Um, I'm struggling, um, but also... Um, it's Friday night. I'm going to go sit, put my feet up, have some dinner, chill out, relax. And I'll be back with you guys uh, tomorrow at around about lunchtime, uh, around about midday, either midday or, or late morning, 11, 12-ish, probably UK time. I'll jump on and we'll do another stream. I'm very, very much uh, looking forward to that and speaking to you guys then as well. Have we hit our like target of 300? We're not a million miles away, around about 35 uh, likes away. So please do smash that like button if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to the channel if you are new and I will catch you all very, very soon. Thanks for tuning in. That's the latest from the world of Arsenal transfers. I'll catch you all very soon. Until next time. Goodbye. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon.